Welcome back to Becoming Your Best Version. My name is Maria Leonard Olson. I am a civil litigation attorney, a mentor to women in recovery, a TEDx speaker, journalist, radio show host, and podcast host. And I have the pleasure of interviewing inspiring women whose paths have crossed mine and sharing their stories with all of you. In these short interviews, we have pearls of wisdom bestowed on us by these incredible women. And um, today, I am actually broadcasting from Puerto Escondido, Mexico. I um, am lucky enough to have the kind of job that I can do remotely. And I'm so, so grateful for that. And I'm excited today to have a really cool, inspiring woman here with us who is going to share her experience and her joy and all the things that make her an incredibly vibrant person that I have been lucky enough to get to meet. She's incredible. So let me tell you a little bit about her. Kizzy Cattrall Dogan is the Chief Executive Officer of TNG Commercial Cleaning, founder of Love Circle Inc., author of the book 13, Lessons for Every Teen Girl's Journey into Womanhood, a contributor to imteenstrong.com, a workshop facilitator, and a keynote speaker. Kizzy transforms and empowers teen girls to discover their purpose passion, and superpowers as the teen girl mentor. Kizzy is a results-driven leader whose success is marked by steadiness, ethics, optimism, and fun. She has provided countless hours of business development and professional mentorship as a successful entrepreneur. She proudly sits on the St. Margaret's Achievers Toastmaster International Executive Board and volunteers with the Youth Leadership Program. She advocates for second chances, is a conference and seminar enthusiast, pizza connoisseur, and lover of all things extravagant. Kizzy is hugely passionate about inspiring, motivating, and fostering the best qualities in everyone. Kizzy is a native Washingtonian and a mother of three sons. Although she prides herself on being a loud sports mom, she actually enjoys driving her son mad with her unapologetically partiality to girls. You can follow her on social media at I am Kizzy Dogan or look at for more on her website at kizzykdogan.com. Welcome, Kizzy. Wow, thank you. Thank you so much for having me today. Oh, I um, wish I was in Mexico with you. <laughs> yeah, well, um, I am seizing the moment because my kids are grown, my mom's in good health, and I can do my job remotely as a lawyer. So I'm doing it. I'm going for it. I'm taking every opportunity possible to travel. So, yeah, yeah. So you have three boys, yet most of your work is directed towards girls. What happened? <laughs> <laughs> I am a girl's girl, 
And I, I don't know exactly when and how, but I know when I used to volunteer with my oldest son on a PTA and go to his school, I just found myself gravitating towards the girls. I did not know that that was going to be my purpose to mentor girls or to advocate for girls. I didn't know at that time, but I just always found myself with the girls. And then being in a house full of male testosterone, uh-huh. I had to stand my own ground and defend girl, girl power. And, and it's just, that's how it is. So I'm just like, listen, I love you guys. I love boys, but girls rule. And so that's how it has always been in my house um, from the start of my oldest son, who's now 24. Oh my gosh, that's wonderful. Uh, do they get envious at all? No, they, God, thank God they did not get envious. It's always like, yeah, whatever, mom, <laughs> whatever you say. So it's really like they don't take stock into it. And it's yeah. like, so it, we, we are constantly battling of who's better. Boys are better. Girls are better. It just in all in fun, you know, and so they don't really get upset about it and they completely understand and allow me the space because they recognize that this is what I'm supposed to do. And they know, they see my passion in it. And so they just step back and let me do it. That's so cool. And I'm really interested in reading your book, 13. Tell me about how that got started. Wow. So honestly, about three years ago, I, I, I honestly did not have the desire to write this book. I didn't even know I was going to write this book. I was really focused on my nonprofit and trying to um, get that up and going and, and sustain it and, and start to serve the community for what it was built for, which is to um, help grieving families who have children that lost a parent before adulthood since I'm a product of that and so um, so that's where I was at and then I'm just driving in the car one day I dropped my sons off to school minding my business and God just like spoke to me very loudly very boldly and said you're going to write this book and it's going to be advice you wish you had and it's going to target to teenage girls and I honestly was like (laughs) Am I tripping? Am I going crazy? <laughs> what is happening here? Because this is not anything I desire to do. So I thought. And so I, I, I initially, I was like, oh, this could be really dope. And not listening to the full instruction. But I, I so I solicited a group of women. I said, hey, I got this idea that um, would you please write a letter to your 13-year-old self, giving advice. And everybody said, oh, that would be, that's amazing. I love it. (laughs) But I didn't receive not one letter, not out of the 15, 20 or so women that I reached out to of all different ages, all different generations, socioeconomic background, all different. Nobody gave me a letter. (laughs) So I, then I, I came back. I said, well, God, I don't know. I I don't think this is what I'm supposed to do. And he says, well, you're not listening. That's not what I told you. I said, you're going, you're going to write this book and you're going to offer advice that you wish you had. And so I started writing and I, as I was writing, I, I also was hesitant and reluctant because when you start to talk about advice you wish you had, or you start to share experiences then you have to be very honest. And, and I was like, wow, I'm not sure if I'm ready to show, share this with, with the world. Like, this is, 
talking about me and I'm being totally transparent. And when you are transparent, there's a level of fear that comes along with that. And so, but I, I had to just push that aside and, and, you know, tap into my faith and listen to the instruction of God. And here we are, I wrote the book and it's the best thing that I've done. I believe besides being a mom, it's really, really like, this is my fourth child, this baby. <laughs> and I, and oh. it's a girl, you know? Of course, of course. Wow. It sounds like it was really divinely inspired. Yes, definitely. Wow. I, uh, I really admire you for that. Um, that's a tough thing to do. Uh, so did you learn anything about yourself while you wrote the book? Oh, I most certainly did. I really did. I, you know, I, I don't, I didn't want to admit it at first, but I, I learned that mm -hmm. there were times that I didn't operate and totally self-love. There were times that I let fear paralyze me uh, or self-doubt stop me from, you know, striving for my yeah. goals. You know, I learned that I didn't always show up as my best self. And so it, these are the things that I was really like hesitant as I was writing. And then I had to reveal these things. And, and I said, wow, but, but the reality, if I didn't share this, then, you know, there's a, a young girl at risk of, mm -hmm. of these, these same things. So I just had to really just push all of that to the side. And, and admit the truth so I can help and serve and transform and motivate and inspire young girls because there are a lot of young girls and, and even young adult women who are still struggling with owning their power and knowing their worth. That is so true. I, I did something similar to, I do have a 20, now 27 year old daughter and I collected um, notes from friends of things they wish they had known as a teenager. And I gave her this, this journal. I had people write in the journal and I gave it to my daughter when she turned 13. Oh, she was totally nonplussed. I was <laughs> like, this took me a long time. These are pearls of wisdom that you should heed. And she's like, oh yeah, okay, thanks mom. Well, I mean, you know, at 13, we don't get it, but I'm telling you, I'm sure at, 18 and 19 and 20 she can reflect back and say oh my god I'm so grateful you know I once saw uh, a, a woman on Oprah Winfrey she um this is way back when when Oprah had her talk show and the lady was uh battling cancer mm -hmm. and so she decided that if she was to die and did not she was going to write all these different things to her daughter. I mean, from the simplest things of how to put on mascara or all these things. And I I said, oh my gosh, why didn't my mom think of that? Because my mom oh. passed away from cancer when oh, I was 14. And I was like, why didn't my mom think of that? Like, I wish I would have had something like that, you know? So I'm sure at 13, no, she didn't appreciate it, but she can reflect back and she's very grateful for it. Oh boy, I hope you're right. I really hope you're right. Have your boys read what you wrote? Uh, they have not, 
read what I wrote, but they, they hear me talking so much. Uh, <laughs> I told them, I, so my oldest is 24 and he's moved away, but my youngest who are twins that are 13 and they will be 14 tomorrow. Uh-huh. Uh, they follow me around a lot. So they hear it. And, but they haven't actually sat down and read the book no. but they've, they've heard a lot of it. Yes. Oh, that's beautiful. Really beautiful. And um, you do some public speaking too. So tell us about that. Yeah. So I, like I mentioned, like you mentioned in my bio, I am a seminar enthusiast. I go to conferences. So long before I became a speaker, I would attend all these conferences and seminars and trainings to get inspired, motivated and, and all of that good stuff. And then now, you know, I am doing the same thing. And I've always secretly, it was a secret. I never spoke it out loud, never told anyone that I always wanted to be a motivational speaker. And I would have friends that would say, um, you just inspire people so effortlessly. You should be a motivational speaker. But instead of me saying I was afraid, I, I was like, oh no, I don't have time for that. Like maybe in my next life, that would be my famous line. Maybe in my next life, I'll come back as a motivational speaker. And since writing the book, I had to really own that. This is something that you really want to do. And you have, for whatever reason, you know, said, oh, well, you don't speak that well. So, or whatever, you don't look the part, you don't sound the part and, Mm -hmm. or you don't have the credentials. So I canceled myself out. But since writing the book, I had to just put all that to the side. And now I go around, I you know, I speak at conferences, I speak at seminars and I'm doing it. And, and it's just so interesting because like I said, I always would say maybe in my next life. So I guess I'm in my next life right now doing yes, it. You are. I to inspire and encourage and motivate. And, and most importantly, not only just to inspire and motivate, but to transform, to really have people be transformed to action and to change whatever is holding them back from being their best version to move into that. Do you sometimes feel like maybe your mother's voice is speaking through you? Oh, definitely, all the time. And and I have my mom's sister, my my dear aunt, she, every time I see her, she says it all the time. Oh my gosh, you sound just like your mom. You talk like your mom. You act like everything. Even when I'm talking to my children and disciplining my children, she says, and she called my mom's name is Doris. So she would always say, okay, Doris, you sound just like your mom. <laughs> so oh, yeah. I love it. I, I, I love sometimes it. I call on her a lot. I'm like, okay, mom, give me the, go in there and talk to Jesus and, and give me what I need so I can do this. Definitely. Oh, that is so beautiful. Would you be willing to share one of the lessons in your book? Oh, absolutely. So there's several lessons in the book, but the one that I think is most important is self-love. I think self-love is most important. When we completely love ourselves, we are able to push past our fears. When we completely love ourselves, we understand our value and our worth. And we are unapologetic about the things that matter to us. And we don't allow people to come into our space and and mistreat us and there will be times we will have self-doubt we're human you know but you can we can immediately regroup from self-doubt or fear or intimidation or whatever it is that's holding us back because we love ourselves and we do not 
put ourselves in situations that do not honor who we are when we have self-love. So I think that's one of my biggest lessons that I want to instill in young girls is the value and the importance of self-love. Um, I know that I always thought that I loved myself. I really wholeheartedly grew up thinking I had all the confidence that I had all the high self-esteem and everything. But when in retrospect, certain situations that I put myself in, I said, well, that definitely wasn't self-love, you know? I may have, Gosh, yes. yeah, I may have thought I was pretty, but that's not self-love. It's two separate <laughs> things, you know? <laughs> so that's what I most try to instill in young girls. Like, do not get self-esteem confused with self-love and self-value. It's, it's separate, you know? So it's a Oh my gosh. That is so important. And I feel like this stuff should be taught in schools and it's not. There's a gap. Yeah, it's a huge gap. We we go to school and we're there most of the day and we're we're taught a little bit of discipline, but mostly academics. But we're not taught about being hum the human nature of us, of being good people and and the value of who we are. So I don't know how we're gonna how it's going to happen, but something definitely needs to um, happen. Yeah, it definitely does, and I'm so glad about that you're bringing this kind of light to the world. It's so important, so important. So, uh, can you tell us a story about, um, without using names, I'm sure you don't want to reveal anything personal, but about a, someone else. But can you tell us about a girl who? came into your circle that you were able to help and how you helped her and what change you observed in her? Most, most definitely. I, oh my goodness, I have been blessed to be um, around a lot of young girls, especially considering that my sons are in um, still in middle school. And so I'm always at the school and I get to interact with young girls, but there's one girl in particular who we have a very similar story, very similar story. Her mom passed away um, when she was much, I, my mom passed away when I was 14. So I think she was maybe 10, but just working with her to and talking to her and to get her to understand that her mom's story is not her story and that she can move with well past her mom and everything she can overcome every obstacle and and that her life still has meaning and value and purpose like everybody comes to this earth with a purpose and so just working with her to get her to understand the importance of striving for excellence because i i didn't always strive for excellence and and not because I couldn't, I just didn't understand the importance of it, you know? So mm -hmm. I could go to school and and not pay attention, but still do well on the test. But that's not striving for excellence. Like the goal, you should always strive to be your best. So just instilling that in her and seeing how she is maneuvering this life without her mom and, and doing it so confidently. And, and, and I, I can just see every time that I speak to her and talk to her, she's doing well. 
And she's not just saying it. Like, I know we have a tendency to say, oh, yeah, I'm doing okay. And we're really not. But she mm-hmm. actually means it. And to see how well she's doing in school, how well she's adapting to life without her mother, really, really happy when, when I talk to her. And I'm so pleased to see that because a lot of times, um, and I know for myself, when my mom passed away, I did not, there was no therapy. There was no, hey, how you doing? It was, okay, you get a week off and it's back to business as usual. And that's how my life has been, you know, just back to business. Like you just keep it pushing, you know, like that's how I was raised. You only get 24 hours to cry about something. And after that, you got to get to the solution and you keep going. So to see that she is in tune with her emotions and her feelings and having the support system around her so that she will flourish as a as a young adult it's just it's just I'm just so grateful and so honored that I have a part in it and I know that it's really not me it's it's only by the grace of God but just being able to work with her and talk to her and and explain to her like Sometimes we have these different feelings and emotions, and this is the proper way to deal with them versus going into seclusion or acting out or misbehaving or whatever it is, however it shows up. You know, um, I think she she's the one that I'm just most proud of. Yeah, that's beautiful. Really beautiful. You uh, are just such a bright light, and you also are the CEO of a of a wonderful business my gosh how did you do that <laughs> yes so in the midst of uh I'm an entrepreneur I have a facilities maintenance company so that's where my focus has been uh my whole goal is to grow this company and to scale it beyond you know six seven eight figures that that was my intentions and then like I said people would always say to me like oh you should do this or oh you should and I would say oh I'm too busy like maybe when I get to one million or two million or five million because I would just keep raising the number like you know making the excuse um then I would be able to you know settle down and do work like that but the reality is it's it was it's my work what I do but it's not what I was passionate about and I know that even though I was living a happy life and a successful life there was still void missing because I wasn't fulfilling something and I and this book came about and like I said I would volunteer and, and do certain things just because I, I enjoy doing it and I you know it's like something I was passionate about but I didn't really tap into hey you can have this business but you can still maneuver over here in this thing that you're most passionate about with what your life yeah just a few years ago yeah yeah wow well uh, you're I'm blown away by your energy and being a CEO, a mother of three, the active boys, an author, a public speaker, you are results driven. And I am blown away by everything that you do. It's amazing. Amazing. Thank you so much. So uh, I like to ask all the guests on the show the following question. What do you do, Kizzy, to become your best version? 
That's a really great question. And it's a, to become my best version is a continuous process. Like I, I still every day wake up to strive to be my best self, but I pray, I pray constantly and I affirm myself daily. I genuinely believe in the power of the tongue. So I intentionally speak life and not death. Like I work really hard to control my thinking. When I find myself um, with negative thoughts or, or self-doubt or anything that's going against um, my purpose, I, I just literally have to declare my strength and greatness and power. So I believe in praying and affirmation. I also believe in exercise. When we exercise, we feel good. When we feel good, we do good. And I that's that's the way I was raised. Like when we feel good about ourselves, we do good and we show up. And so I basically to become my best version, I pray, I affirm, I affirm myself, I exercise, and I surround myself with positive people that believe in me and support me. And most importantly, I prepare. Like I really devote myself to my craft and my work and and when i'm prepared i get the best results and that's how i become the best version of myself when you say to those are beautiful and one one thing i'd like you to expand upon a little bit is when you say i prepare what does that mean for you okay so for instance um like I knew that I was going to have a podcast. I did not know what you were going to ask me, uh-huh. uh, but I, I have been on enough and I have interviewed with enough people to kind of figure out maybe what's potentially going to be asked of me. So I, I rehearse my answers, not that I'm coming across as fake or, or like scripted, but I want to make sure that I'm articulating my thoughts clearly that my message is coming across the way I intended to come across. So I rehearse, that's what I mean by prepare. When it comes to, for my business, I know that if I want to get a client, I research this client. You know, I find out what their needs are. I find out where I can fit into the space. I don't just show up at the door and say, hey, can, are you looking for a janitorial company? Like I really mm-hmm. prepare for it. And when it's time for proposals to be submitted, I make sure that the proposals are done in a timely fashion, that they're well written out and I submit them on time. So that's what I mean about prepare. Like I really believe that preparation is key. Yeah, I'm with you. I agree with you. And I am so thankful that you shared those pointers to the people who listen to us and I would encourage all of you to follow Kizzy on I am Kizzy Dogan and to go to her website kizzykdogan.com because it is full of inspiring messages and helpful tips for living your best life so thank you Kizzy for taking time out of your very busy day to be with us and share your life Thank you so much for having me. Please enjoy the rest of your vacation in Mexico. And I will talk to you soon. Thank you so much. All right. Thank you. Tune in again next week for another inspiring woman. Take care. This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker. You'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? 
Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. 